Okay. Are we it's on? It's unmuted. Yeah. Oh, good. Can you hear me? Oh, the metronome is on. Oh, crap. Shush. Be quiet. I don't know why GarageBand does that. I <laughs> Get ready. And five, six, six seven, seven, eight. eight. Jazzy. Oh, Let's bring up some real bad pageant memories. <laughs> yeah, we're dying. We're dying a little. We're dying. Okay. Welcome to uh, episode three, season one of the Deviled Eggs podcast. That's right. This is Summer Johnson, your Carolina Pearl. And this is Katie White. I'm your Alabama Belle. And today we're going to talk about things Southern people wear. Yeah. This is actually the first of a, um, a multi-part series uh, because Southern people wear a lot of stuff. Yes. And wear a lot of the same stuff. A lot of the same stuff. Yep. So yeah. what are the three things we're going to talk about today? Today in particular, we're going to talk about Seersucker. Fabulous. Yep. Lily Pulitzer. Of course. And monograms. Wonderful. Also known as things you will find in any Easter Sunday in any church yes. in the South. <laughs> also in every boutique. Everyone. Yeah. And props to the boutiques that also have the embroidery part of their business oh, on the yeah. side yeah, yeah, yeah. those are the ones that are really not going to know they the will part. monogram anything anything literally anything whatever you want yeah Ooh, very broadly we should talk about that it's oh a, for sure you yeah. know they have a harry potter collection that just came what? out i know well there goes all my buddy yeah here's the advertisement there it is there it goes <laughs> and very broadly please love us and i i love bags we're uh, we're looking for sponsors you know there you go you can do it so i guess the thing we're going to talk about first is monograms right yeah okay so why what is so transcendent about the southern monogram honestly i'm i'm truly not sure i mean i think it goes back to like a history thing i guess it's just something that people in the south have done for so long Mm -hmm. because family names and Mm -hmm. traditions are so huge in the south they're such a big part of the south and Mm -hmm. I mean, I, I don't know for sure, but I feel like that goes back to like antebellum times and stuff like that, where it was like, oh, we're the family. Oh, this is our last name. Yeah, yes. the family of this town, and every town has one. Mm-hmm. Like the town that I went to high school in, it was the Stows. Oh, that's very famous. Yes, the Stows. I can't remember in Birmingham, but we also live out in the country, so I don't really remember. Birmingham's kind of a big city. I'm sure they have multiple. This yeah. was a small town, so. Yeah, and also, you know going it really wasn't until I got to college really that I saw all the monograms I could ever possibly want to see in my life Tory Burch oh, uh, riding boots with the with the monogram yep yep Vera yep. Bradley backpacks oh of course sticker on your car without a doubt. water bottle the sticker on the car is always just perplexed me it's like do you what I don't understand why are you why do you have this on your yeah. car i would like to be as anonymous as possible <laughs> right? when i'm driving so when i make a dumb mistake no one knows it's me i know well and the thing i've seen some that take up the whole the whole back window yeah and you're like are you can you see do you sometimes there? forget your name yes that's how i feel yeah i guess so but you know what i literally have stress dreams where i'm in a parking lot looking for my car and i cannot find my car and I think to myself, if I had a monogram on the, my back window, I bet I could find my car. You know, um, well, that's why I know what I'm getting you for Christmas. So we can <laughs> sell a monogram. So. 
<laughs> but you know, it, monogram is always always the first initial of your first name, then the middle, and this is very important, the middle initial of your last name. Yeah. And then your middle initial. So mm-hmm. it's it is um, Anna Bell. I don't know. Porter. Porter. There you go. That's a nice southern name. Ooh, nice southern name. Should be another Oh, yeah. We are definitely going to talk about southern names. And shout out, our last episode was about beauty pageants. And, <laughs> and Miss, I think it's USA. Don't kill me if I'm wrong, but I think it's Miss USA is from North Carolina. Whoop, whoop. Mm-hmm. And her, but her name is Chesley. And I was like, oh, yeah. That's, that's, a, that's an amazing southern name. Yep. And, you know, you really can't hate it because some of them are actually pretty creative. And then some of them, I'm like, ooh. Why? That's that's going to be real bad. Yeah. Another story for another day. I know. Too well, much. But you're right. So the family name is of the utmost importance. Absolutely. Like, it's the, it's the center. It's the big dog. It's got to go in the middle. Yeah. And, and as large a font as, like, possible without it being gaudy. And even sometimes being gaudy. Yeah. There's a... I mean, our, our aptitude for gaudy in the South, like, the bar is a little higher. You have to go a little bit further for it to actually be considered gaudy yep I, I, agree. I agree I laugh because I was reading a southern living magazine with an article about monograms and they were like a lovely hostess touch is if you have um oh what are they called the pillows they're like the long round the lumbar pillows, pillows yeah. kind of anyway they're like if you have one of those and you get it monogrammed with your most frequent guests initials and when they come to visit you put their custom pillowcase on and I was like Whoa. do you know how weirded out I would be if <laughs> yeah. I came to your house <laughs> you, had, you had my you had monogram my monogram on on a pillow ew that's when you know do you know what I picture I picture you creepily like holding onto the door jam and like peeking in at me just to see how like impressed I was are you do you love it how much do you love <laughs> yeah, it on a scale of one to ten <laughs> spare notes yeah oh my god no, uh, that's weird. I, I have yeah. to, I'm going to reject that piece of advice. It's a little far. You know, of all the things you can have monogrammed, uh, napkins. Napkins are a nice touch. Love it. Yeah. Um, of course. Because you're hosting a dinner party yeah. and, you know. Yeah, it's cute. And it, you have the cursive ones. Of course, you have the block lettering and you have some very simple ones. And those are all fine and well and good. But I think it when it crosses into some, all right, that's a weird territory is when you're the bow that goes on your ponytail oh, yeah. is monogrammed and then the front uh lapel of your your shirt that's yeah. like o- oversized and you're also wearing yes. matching silver earrings yes. that are monogrammed yes. and a necklace with a monogram of course how else are you going to be identify yourself right they have no problem identifying sorority girls when they find them. i mean they're like <laughs> you you're the one. Yep. That was her monogram, sir. Yeah. That's How it. many? Actually, in fact, your application to the sorority is just to fill out this form and check <laughs> all the items that you own that are monogrammed. Yes. If it's not 100%, then you're not. Yeah. Then it. get out. Yep. And then, oh, the unfortunate monogram. Oh, this is this is a hard subject for a lot of people. It is. It's very and sensitive. And we're very sorry. If you're one of those poor people that have an unfortunate monogram, we just want to say we love you. And this is it's a okay. safe space. Yeah, it's okay. We're here for if you. If you need a, a bad monogram support group, we got you. It'll be a subsidiary of this Double Dice podcast. Southern women, like dream about their married monogram of course like when you get a new monogram you have leveled up because it means you've gotten married which is like considered the epiphany goal of every southern woman Mm -hmm. so it's like i've i've made it i get a Mm -hmm. new monogram because someone has agreed 
to live the rest of their life with me. Yeah. And if that monogram turns out to be real bad. It's bad. Yeah. There's no going back. And by bad, we mean like it spells out an unfortunate word. The sky's the limit. (laughs) Any three-letter thing that you can think. Because there are no four-letter monograms. Yeah. No, Mm -mm. no. It's not really a thing. You don't keep your maiden name as part of your monogram. No, no, no. That's actually... (laughs) That's really my issue with monograms, <laughs> truthfully. So a friend... Just your one issue. <laughs> yeah. So I had a friend in college who was getting married, and she had always made it clear that she wasn't going to change her last name. She really <gasps> liked her name. I know. Ooh, heaven, heaven forbid. Heaven forbid. Um, so she finally gets engaged, and they're going to get married, and it's like it. everybody knows. Like, it's her thing. I'm not going to change my name. I'm keeping my name. She was going into the military, so like it's a whole thing to change your name, especially if you're in the military. Yeah, you got all your name tapes. And it's everything your, It's else. a whole thing to change your name. Period. Yeah, it's an insane process <laughs> that doesn't so make sense. Stupid. But she, her mother-in-law, like like silently, passive-aggressively shaded her by buying her all monogrammed. Wow. All of the towels, all of the sheets, and like she bought them off their registry, had them sent to. Her house, like the mother-in-law's house, and then had them custom monogrammed with their, of course, the husband's last name, the middle initial. Like, My, ladies and gentlemen, you have seen the the way that Southern mom- mothers shame their new daughter-in-laws if they don't oh, take yeah. it. Like that is the most subtle and polite way of shaming the hell. <laughs> oh yeah, you have to survive, man. Yeah, I hope you've been a first runner-up in a pageant. Oh my gosh, sixteen times. You better know. You gotta know what that feels like. If you haven't watched, Ari, if watched, oh my god. Um, if you haven't listened to the podcast before this, you're not gonna get that joke. So my recommendation is to go back and listen to that because oh, yeah. beauty pageants are really not one you can gloss over. You no, start. And I, I do think though, when you're coming to monograms, you're also talking about the monogram on seersucker, which is you know mm. hand in hand. We were talking. Oh yeah, about. but seersucker is a it, it is a practical material in the south because it is so humid and hot and you don't want to wear anything and when it's that Mm-mm. hot outside but you have to yeah and it's an interesting story i can't remember his name i think it was mr hapsel maybe but he's from new orleans and he's the one it was in the 1960s and he kind of you know he made and designed a full seersucker suit and it was the first time anyone had done that that we know of Mm-hmm. I mean, once again, talking about a middle-aged white guy, so there's a good chance he got the idea from someone else, but who knows? We have no history to back it up, so that <laughs> right? means they almost certainly Yeah, yes. allegedly. Don't come for me. Allegedly. Um, but he was going to a uh, tailor's convention, a suit suit person convention. I don't. Is that still happened? I don't know. That's got to. Though. I'd like to go actually, just to see all the amazing. If you're people out there and you're listening to this, just slide just into our DMs. Let with us that. know. An invitation would be appreciated. We we will, we are appreciative ladies. Yes. So he his whole big reveal of this seersucker suit was they had a lunch and he wore the seersucker suit to lunch and everyone was like, "Ooh, look different." And then he walked out. It was in Florida, of course. Where of course. else do you have conventions? <laughs> And you, only the Gaylord Palms. Of course. And, <laughs> and also where we live in San Antonio, Texas. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <sighs> and he walked out into the ocean, come up to his neck, got the entire suit soaking wet, and then walked out and said, I'm going to wear it tonight. Because no other suit could you get wet and then wear 
three hours later. Yeah. So he went into the hotel, he took the suit off, he hung it in the bathroom, and then three hours later he put it back on for like the dinner or whatever, and it dried perfectly and looked perfect and was great. And the whole point was like, you can be drenched in sweat, you can pack this in a suitcase, you can dunk it in water, and it's going to dry and be perfectly wearable. Yep. So it's a practical... It is a practical print. How and well, fabric design, yeah. You know. And where did where did seersucker come from originally? It's not it's not U.S. based. No, no, it's Persian. I learned in my research. Ooh. I know came from Exotic. Persia. Yeah, originally it was like a tan and white stripe. Versus mm-hmm. now, like traditionally, it's blue. Yeah, like blue. Unless and white. you want to look like a peppermint, and then you can have green and white. It's yeah, like, you're a very lovely peppermint tone. It's lovely. Yeah, mm-hmm. um, but yeah, it was originally, and it was called. Um, I think it was called like sugar and honey or something mm-hmm. like that, or yeah, sugar and honey, like for the colors, cream and and tan. And the word was a, it was called a Persian word, obviously, because it's a Persian fabric. And it was mm-hmm. something like shir shikar or something like that. I'm, please don't roast me for my pronunciation. I'm trying. Well, and <laughs> it, it came over here, obviously, and then it started, you know, being made into fabrics. And I, I do have to say that even though, you know, women do wear a lot of uh, seersucker, and we can talk about actually some really cool history with seersucker and women, you know, championing the the print and pattern but I think for guys in particular it just really speaks to the inability for them to really have good suit options like they're not there are just not a plethora of suit options for men and it makes me Uh really sad because you know for women we you can get something custom made and it's not people will be like oh she just had this custom made how nice of her but if a guy gets a custom made suit they're like well yeah it's also way more expensive absolutely you're talking thousands of dollars for a custom-made suit and even then your fabric options like for a girl you can make anything in any fabric and find a way to make it look professional Mm -hmm. and that's obviously a general statement and there are no absolutes but you you know what i'm saying i do and men it's like you have linen for a summer suit and that's it that's it and linen is the biggest pain in the butt fabric of all time of all time no one like you enjoy wearing it oh maybe satin when it's actually really i just can't with linen it's the wrinkles like you sit for 30 minutes and you just you look like you've got cat whiskers everywhere i know i can't so seersucker was like a nice way to do that i also learned in my research that candy stripers in the hospital they originally wore red and white seersucker. That's oh, that makes where that came from. I was like, what? And the first marine uniforms for female marines were red and white striped. And that's where we got candy striper uniforms for. But the original female marine uniforms were seersucker. I love that. I know. I love that a lot. And also, the U.S. Senate also has seersucker Thursday. Oh, yeah. Which was suggested by a Republican representative from Mississippi, of course. Of course. Of course. Of course. But, you know, I think girls, when I see women in seersucker, I, I do like it a bit. I don't, I don't really wear it so much anymore because it obviously has some, um, it has a little bit of a complicated Southern past, right? And yeah. it really kind of leads into Lily, for me, talking about Lily Pulitzer. So really why we're incorporating brands that Southern people wear and Lily Pulitzer in that is because every single sorority girl I knew for a rush week had like bought an entire new wardrobe of Lily. Yeah. And that was their thing. And it was because it was both light and it had all these bright prints. And I mean, Lily Pulitzer starts at like 150 bucks for a dress. And that's like maybe on the clearance rack too. 
Yeah, it's I, crazy. I have a few pieces, but I really, I don't wear them as much as I should. But, I mean, it really, to me, is Lily and Seersucker and monograms all kind of speak to you have enough wealth to buy these things to look this way, to belong to this country club, to yeah. this church, to this kind of social status. And while I don't think there's any one thing that alludes to one to one thing over than another, um, I do think when you add all, that all together, it's like, wow. Yeah. yeah, it's definitely an elitist and a classist thing, or that's what it became. Yeah, it shouldn't. No. It, it shouldn't be that way at all. And thankfully, I mean, more people are wearing seersucker as far as, like, a more diverse group of people are wearing mm-hmm. seersucker. And all these things that, like, used to be reserved, I mean, really for white people. Like, yeah. you're not going to see anyone outside of a, uh, a barbershop quartet of a different race wearing like seersucker or lily pulitzer but they should mm-hmm. and i'll hand it to lily pulitzer i think a lot of the marketing that they, they've been doing recently has involved women of color in particular yeah. and in families and too yes and i love that it's like oh this is cute well it should they're like bright neon colors right. and they look amazing <laughs> on women of color right and not on white ladies wait neon <laughs> orange doesn't look good on my pale skin it tone. doesn't what? really look good on anyone above a certain melanin level yeah i feel like i i own a neon orange dress and i just wear it with pride just is what it is but you look great in it (laughs) i get compliments on the color which is (laughs) which is always telling it's never like wow you look great it's like wow i love the color of that dress i'm like thanks me too that's why thanks girl yeah but you know i think i think it is like um you just look very like I, the Easter, the image of Easter in the South to me is this white family with three kids and, um, guy has brown hair, mom has blonde hair and she's wearing Lily Pulitzer and the two girls inevitably, cause there's always two girls have Lily on and the boys have seersucker and they have their Ray-Bans attached to their little, whatever the connector Yeah, the thing floating, is. uh, yeah. eyeglass connectors. That really shouldn't be worn outside of the lake. Yeah. Are you fishing? Yeah. Like, are you... I didn't realize your church was in a boat. Yeah. I'm like, if that's the case, yeah. you do you. Yeah, and they're posed in front of the cross yes. with the purple yes. fabric and swag and the lilies, yeah. which I'm terribly allergic to. <laughs> well, no Easter lilies for you. No, none for me. And growing up, I didn't realize. So in all the pictures, I'm like red-eyed and like <laughs> oh, snotty. <no. laughs> and everybody, like, uh, I used to get the hardest time for that. But yeah, that's 100% how I picture it. Yeah. Yeah. It's not the worst thing in the world i have to be honest i'm not i'm just not a fan of seersucker anymore i I think it's adorable on children Mm -hmm. and i feel like up through college age i don't mind girls wearing it but if i see a guy in seersucker i'm immediately like you're a bro your dad's a lawyer bim bangs yeah like the swooshy bangs brett kavanaugh Brett Kavanaugh, we're looking at you. <laughs> like, that's what I'm thinking. Uh, yeah, I'm pretty sure he has a couple. But, you know, all we're saying is, like, when you are choosing your fashion, you should also consider what might what the social trappings around that fashion might be. Yeah. And that if you are choosing to wear a seer sucker, that you understand that you will look like a pretentious bro. <laughs> I mean. Sorry. You're going to look like a sorority girl searching for an MRS degree. You're yep. going to look like a sorority boy bro or a fraternity boy bro. Mm-hmm. I mean, if you dress your kids up looking like that, you're going to look like you yell at black people to get off your lawn. 
Yep, no matter how nice you are, no matter if that's Doesn't true or matter. not, you know, how we present ourselves in this world is how we how we um, address who we are in this world. And yep. what you show up as matters. Like, people, unfortunately, <laughs> we really don't have to, like, go into how people judge other people for the way they look. Oh, especially All in the South. Mm. Oh, my gosh. Looks are everything. Everything. Sins are okay as long as they're in secret or on the football field. Mm. Mm. Or you need to put that on, like, a coaster, I know. Man. It's a good Monogram one. Monogram it. <laughs> Monogram. <laughs> Get it embroidered. And, of course, there's the different monograms of, like, the vinyl decals versus their embroidered ones and everything in between. Yeah. What's the most ridiculous thing you've ever seen monogrammed? So I always do go back to the big car oh, ones. I hate those ridiculous. so much. But um, <laughs> I saw a girl who had custom. So the prints looked like Lily Pulitzer prints, but they weren't. But they were that style. Mm-hmm. And she had had um, stretchy fabric textbook covers no you know in high school you get the textbook covers oh my god and they had been monogram embroidered all of them and she had notebooks to match that were monogrammed like printed monogram um her backpack was a Vera Bradley backpack that was monogrammed nothing else if yeah if she had stretchy book covers yeah absolutely yeah that's probably the most ridiculous like yeah Wow, I, I guess the most ridiculous thing I've ever seen is monogram pencils. Like oh. the vinyl decal on them. Were, yeah. yeah. That's unfortunate. Know. But it's like, it's not, <laughs> we keep going back to monograms, but it's so ridiculous. Like I see women and they have the bow and they have the shirt and they, and they have the leggings and then they have the boots and then they have their Yeti that's monogrammed and they have a monogram necklace and mm-hmm. earrings and beach necklace. Beach towel. Oh my God, the beach Glasses. towel. Glasses. Yeah, absolutely. Headband. Oh. The, the works. Socks. Literally yeah. everything. Umbro shorts. Nike shorts. Ooh, laptop covers. Ooh, laptop covers. Yeah, Definitely for sure. So. All of it. And I think the thing that, like, irks me secondly about monograms, like, besides, like, if you're using it to subtle shade someone who doesn't want to change their last name <laughs> when they get married, <laughs> is, like, it's, it's really about that family tie. Like, mm-hmm. I'm proud of my family history. But at the end of the day, a family history is a privilege like yeah. knowing who your family is knowing where you come from being proud of the family that you know where you got your last name or even having a last name that means anything is reserved for those who had family that loved them and cared for them and they grew up as a whole happy unit Sometimes. and that's just not realistic mm-hmm. for a lot of people anyone from you know being adopted or you're kind of a single generation situation where you don't really know your grandparents or you're not proud of your family name or you don't want to be proud of your family name for whatever reason like it's very it's a definitely a privileged thing to be obsessed with your monogram yeah. <laughs> I can't I didn't I've just I've never really gotten into it mostly because my last name is inconsequential to humankind um <laughs> it is uh but I never really got into monograms so much it just never also it was something we couldn't afford like if I mm. had a piece of clothing I couldn't afford an additional 30 dollars to get my, my initials embroidered on it it just wasn't a thing I was gonna do and um because I had been working since I was 14 years old I was I paid for a lot of my clothing and you know other things like that and I was just like no yeah I don't remember having a lot of monogram things I'm sure I had some monogram things man I'm trying to think I may have had something Vera Bradley monograms because in Charlotte when for the time we lived in Charlotte there was a huge like arena sale 
of Vera Bradley where you could go and get Vera Bradley for nothing, like $15. And my whole female family would come in. It was like a thing. Yeah. And it was like a cattle call. You were at that door, elbows out, bags ready. Like, I'm about to get me some. (laughs) Yeah, like, it's for real. And so I think we had gotten some, and it, it was all the older prints. And I think I ended up getting some Vera Bradley that I had gotten from the sale importer. But I really don't remember. I always had this, like, two-faced, not two-faced, two-sided personality, like a Gemini personality, where mm. it was like there was part of what me that, that wanted like? to be the punk rock, like, <laughs> cool alternative. I think that was because for a long time, from seventh grade to tenth grade, I went to um, an arts high school, exactly mm. like the movie Fame. No sports, all arts, every type of person you can Sounds imagine. Amazing. And I wanted to be alternative and cool. And then I went back to private school, like private Christian school for 11th and 12th grade year, where it was like everyone looked like a Hollister mock-up mm. and oh christian school does it real bad hollister monograms the works like if you don't get your clothes from apple country rainbow fish. flip-flops oh my god those mm. are still a thing they're still a thing yeah aeropostle mm. that whole thing oh god oh my god those that's khakis. gonna be an episode don't you worry about that we will it'll continue on so should we wrap brands <laughs> us sitting in our like <laughs> My TED Talk t-shirt. I know, my <laughs> Lieutenant Dan Band t-shirt. We've come so far. Yeah. Uh, but, uh. yeah. And if anyone, like, I can, the only thing as an adult that I would accept as a monogram would be a monogram glassware. Oh, for sure. That's classy. I think dinnerware in general. Oh, yeah. Glassware, napkins, even if you had, like, silver, like, actual heirloom silver yeah. and it was monogrammed, like, I don't think there's any problem with that. And also, as we always do, let me just caveat this with, you do you, boo-boo. <laughs> okay? If you want to monogram everything that you own, you do it. Okay? If you want to wear a seer sucker... Monday through Sunday, just mm. no stopping it. You want to wear a, a JoJo Siwa bow with all the... You do it, okay? This is not a show where we're trying to, like, shame anyone or anything. It's just funny coincidences and things that we notice about being in the South. Things that we have literally had to come to terms with. Like, mm-hmm. do I want to be the type of person who has everything monogrammed? Do I want to have yep. a ton of seersucker in my closet? I mean, it's just all in what you think about. And I do think, though, to be from the South and to be dealing with all of this is like you have to just consider that how you look and how you show up every day matters in this world. Is it your true preference or have you just been raised to really like the way this looks and you haven't really considered, one, whether it's your style and two, whether you want to be a party to what this represents? Yep, exactly. Yep. And I think that's an important thing as you're, you know, undoing a lot of your southernism is to be like, how do I want to look? How do I want to show up? How do I want to carry myself in this yeah. world? So anyway, we will, I, we mentioned a lot of brands in here and thankfully we're going to have a lot of seasons to talk about all oh, the yeah. brands. This is a recurring segment, guys. Things yes. Southern people wear. Yeah. We will be back. Don't you worry. Do not worry. And if you have a suggestion, please drop it. Mm, we'll, we will research it. But Heck yeah, I will say that, um. I don't think I... Oh, I own one seersucker top, but I actually got it in England years ago. Aww. I didn't even get it from anywhere in the I South. I can't lie. If I go into a boutique and I see seersucker peeking out of a rack, I will go to it every yeah. single time. I don't like... own a single seersucker item, but it's like it's like a moth to a flame it's like and a it will fish. not die. Yeah, you have the, the dangly <laughs> the like... bait, but like the really fancy sparkly bait. 
um, fake worm bait. That's me. And yeah. it's and seersucker. Like I walk in and I just grab it. Like I cannot help it. I and I never buy it because it's not how part of my style now. My right. my lookbook, my Pinterest style board. It's not part of your. But I cannot help it. It's just like I have to put my hand on it. Yeah, I know. It's just part of being from the South is you're always going to love seersucker and you're going to have to live with that. Yeah. And a secret party will always be like, oh, I really like how she's monogrammed. And then you're going to be like, well, Oh, no. yeah. How just... many monogrammed bridesmaids gifts have you received? Oh, dear God. <laughs> oh, my God. That's yeah. a whole. That's a whole different... black hole that um, we're just never going to address. I'm not going to lie and say it's coming. It's not. We're going to leave it there. No, because that would throw too many... <laughs> people I know and love under the bus oh. and it was so well-intentioned it right? is and it's very sweet very sweet so just be mindful as you walk through this life what you look like who you are things like that and then yeah if you're a dude um maybe consider like getting a handmade suit of something a light material like cotton these days is very very light it doesn't have to be seersucker so anyway you can get all white seersucker mm-hmm. and I actually think that looks Oh, nicer classy. yeah it looks nicer i think that's very um like mexico incorporates a lot of those textures Ooh, that's true the like shirts mm, guayabera mm, mm-hmm, <laughs> seersucker guayabera things we wear in texas <laughs> yeah <laughs> texas version of the south Ooh, texas chic that's gonna be a thing anyway yeah. we are going to sign off and we will look forward to sharing with you what our next episode is here coming up soon bye y'all bye. follow us on all our social medias at the deviled egg podcast Our intro and outro song is the acoustic version of Faith by Galantis and Dolly Parton, featuring Mr. Props. It's available for download now on all music apps.